Welcome to your journey to greatness through routine, a podcast designed to help you build a success routine. My name is Michelle Steffes, and I'm author of the book, and I'm excited to come to you today with more insights and ideas to accomplish your success routine, because it's not the big things we do, but the little things we do every day that make the biggest difference. So let's get on with the podcast. We are still going through our series on establishing a work-life balance, and uh, yesterday we spent quite a bit of time talking about science-backed ways to instantly reduce stress. So this is going to be some really rich content, and I have several other points to cover, so it may take a couple of days to get through this. But you know, whether you're dealing with a work-life balance or whether you're just dealing with stress in general, this is going to be a very helpful section of content. So let's dive in where we left off yesterday. First, we talked about the cognitive restructuring side of things. So we discussed reframing, specific and powerful affirmations. So, you know, uh, making sure that you're speaking correctly over yourself, visualization, intentional thinking. And today we're going to to, uh, begin with reading and podcasts. And then we're going to get into some mind-body methods as well. So reading and podcasts, all this is really about putting in the right things. And if you have followed me from the very beginning of the podcast series back over a 100 episodes ago, um, that's been kind of the theme throughout. When you fill your heart and your mind with the right things, then you are able to process things more clearly, more effectively, and you feel more confident about where you're going, what you're doing, and more clear on what you are trying to accomplish in life, but also on a day-to-day. So making sure that you're spending enough time pouring into yourself so that you're not plagued with those nasty uh, voices in your head from the negative neural pathways that you built from thinking the wrong things, looking at the wrong things, listening to the wrong things, like the news, like, you know, gossip, like, you know, um, all all the bad things that come our way on a consistent basis every day, but things that we can choose to block out if we're very wise with what we want to listen to and, and take time to feed into our hearts and minds. Now we have technology up the wazoo right now, but how many of us are using that technology to our advantage? So many use technology to feed more ugliness into them, to listen to more things that are going to hurt them, upset them, make them angry, make them offended, make them enraged with society as a whole when there's so much good out there to be found if you really, really look for it. Uh, One of the things that I thought would be great if somebody has the funds to do it is to develop a news station where they report nothing but all the wonderful, kind, uh, you know, humanitarian efforts that are being made out there on a daily basis. I think that would be actually a very popular news station and something that I aspire to do someday. (laughs) But, you know, filling your heart and mind with things that are going to make you feel positive, hopeful, and give you some kind of inner strength that, that will help you through each day. And taking time to do that, you know, you can do that alongside your schedule. So while you're getting ready in the morning, you know, while you're driving, you know, while you're taking a shower, you know, doing chores, going for a walk. There are so many ways that you can fill your heart and mind with the right things. Okay, so that's going to help lower that stress if you do that consistently. The next one is learning and practicing resilience, and it is a practice. People are not born to be resilient. I mean, you look at two two two-year-olds in a playpen fighting over a toy. They're definitely not resilient. (laughs) This is something you have to learn and practice. So it's something you have to deliberately study on and begin to apply it on a consistent basis. It all begins with self-awareness, which is the very first element in all the five elements of emotional intelligence. If you can't decipher how you're feeling, you certainly can't 
alter that feeling. So, you know, becoming more cognizant, more self-aware, and then learning how to react before it gets too far to a point where you can't react in a way that is uh, appropriate and, you know, more resilient in factor. So um, also resilience kind of ties into some of these others, such as reframing, you know, such as visualization, such as intentional thinking that could all align with that as well. But learning how to practice to be resilient is something that can bring you a tremendous amount of relief from the stress. And just a quick example is, you know, when, when somebody sends something your way and you're tempted to be offended or you hear something that's an offense, you know, choose to think about it from a positive perspective. So let's just say, for example, in a grocery store, you know, in some, in the grocery, the clerk is just really nasty to you. You know, she doesn't even look at you. She doesn't say thank you. You know, she treats you like you're a plague or something. And, you know, that happens, unfortunately, today. It's, it's a shame, but it does. And so if that happens to you, you know what, just turn around and, you know, reframe it. Hey, you know what? Maybe she's having a really hard time in her life right now. Maybe she just lost somebody or she could be going through a divorce or maybe she's really broke, you know, or maybe she's just not processing her own feelings right. And instead offer some compassion back. Use that opportunity to sow into her life. You'll walk away feeling like you won. And possibly she may too, depending on what you say to her. So that's just one tiny example. And then, um, Utilizing a mentor or a coach, this is the last one on the list of cognitive restructuring, but you know, if you don't have a mentor in your life or a coach, it's something that can really help you because it's that person in the corner looking from the outside in that can help you to, to see things that you don't see, okay? Now, I have a mentor and a coach. I have a mentor. She's in her 70s. She's five miles from my house. She holds me to account spiritually and personally, okay? I have a coach lives in you know another state. And I call him every every month, and he holds me an account in my business, asks me the right question, challenges me, and helps me to stay focused on the things that are going to make my business progress. But also, he's there to protect me from making too many, to putting spinning too many plates, basically. And I appreciate both of them in my life. Um, you know, the misperception of what a mentor and a coach is has caused people to be resistant to it when really they should be very open, accepting to it, and it should be something that you pursue and try to embrace, okay? Some of the top CEOs and millionaires and billionaires of our country, and even in the past, have had mentors and coaches. Okay, well, that's all that we have time for today. Um, I hope that helps you to find some ways to instantly reduce stress. Uh, this is Michelle Steffes with your Journey to Greatness, your routine. We will continue with mind-body methods tomorrow. So, um, again, share this podcast with those who might be helped by it and have an absolutely fantastic day. Thank you for joining me.